today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. That I might have been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for. Hey guys, it's David Burns, Baseball Jobs Overseas founder, and welcome back to the IBC podcast. We're changing it up these days. Now we're going to go with 20-minute episodes, and it's, a lot of them are going to be informative episodes uh, with myself and Jimmy Jensen, who's also with Baseball Jobs Overseas as the scouting director. And uh, you know, he's just basically the right-hand man, partner in crime with the whole operation. And uh, we're just going to flow back and forth about certain topics for about 20 minutes, just kind of um, brain dump everything we know uh, about a certain topic basically tackling questions that we get on a day-to-day basis. Um, So without further ado, today's topic, we're going to be talking about Australian baseball and working your way up into the Australian Baseball League through the state leagues, Um, how to go about it, how that all works, what the state leagues are all about. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of, it's full of information. We we go off in a few different directions and uh, I think it'll be worth your time if you are a college player, a pro player, former pro player, anybody in any point in their career, Australia can be a starting point for you or a, or a one-off winter option overseas for you. So before we get going, I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's episode, 3 and 2 Sports. 3 and 2 Sports, uh, their bread and butter are the custom team uniforms. You can get decked out head to toe. Uh, we use their uniforms, uh, or their, sorry, I should say their jerseys for baseball jobs overseas, uh, merchandise, and we absolutely love them. Everyone that we send them to just loves them. It becomes their new favorite shirt that they wear around. Uh, so we actually use one of their jerseys as a as a shirt just for wearing around. It's super comfy, but I can say it'd be great as a, a a third jersey as well. Uh, the crew neck is the one that I prefer. But, of course, they have their um, customized uh, full button-up jerseys as well that are super sweet, super comfortable. Um, but as well, you know, they deal in baseball, not just baseball, also fast pitch, slow pitch. And they have a bunch of gear also for umpires. Um, so go check it out, 3 and 2 sportscom And, uh, yeah, they'll hook you up. They'll give you a discount just – Tell them baseball jobs overseas or David Byrne sent you, and they'll hook you up with a little discount, and you'll be on your way. All right, let's get on with this podcast episode with myself and Jimmy talking about working your way into the Australian Baseball League. Hey, bud. Uh, you know as well as I do, we get a lot of inquiries about uh, players, whether college, pro, former pro, about playing in the Australian Baseball League. Um, and we also know that a way to get into the Australian Baseball League uh, is through the state leagues as opposed to signing directly. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough to sign into the ABL straight off because they usually look for players who have played at least double-A affiliated ball, triple-A affiliated ball. They're looking to sign those big names. So a way for guys fresh out of college or maybe who have played a little bit of indie ball or affiliated ball uh, but have gotten released early, if they start off in one of the state leagues, uh, then they and they prove themselves and put up some numbers, then they can get promoted. We've seen that happen every single year. I mean, you got guys like Max McNabb, Josh Shergo, you got a bunch of guys that go to the state leagues, they start off in that lower level in the amateur league, and then they put up some numbers, do well, and then they get brought up to the ABL yeah. mid-season. Yeah, and, and there's... When you, when you think of all the guys, all, all these college or 
um, pro players or former pro players that are in the state leagues, they're not all getting the opportunity. So it's not like you go to the play the state league and you put up good numbers, you will get called up. It, a lot of it comes down to the club that you sign with and the agreement you have with them because obviously the club that brings you in, they need you. So so that's kind of the fine line is are, uh, are you able to work something out with the club where you are able to promote? Oh, hold on one sec. Where was it? Yeah, promoting up to the state league or from the state league to the ABL, you need A, the club to agree with it ahead of time before you even sign anything. Like if that's your intentions, then you need to communicate that. Um, and then go there and put up big numbers. And then you still need a little bit of luck. You need an opportunity to open up, uh, whether it's, you know, somebody that's injured or not performing or, um, I know a lot of these ABL clubs, I'll get your opinion on this. A lot of these ABL clubs, I think they, um, fill out their roster, but not completely anticipating that they will pick up a couple of guys out of the state league too. So, um, but yeah, how many on average do you think are getting called up over the like with, within the course of a season? Um, uh, I don't know. Throughout the course of the season, it's not too many because I mean, we I mean, this year we had over a hundred players signed in the state leagues, and we probably only had I don't know maybe ten, fifteen yeah. that get called up. It's not too many. Yeah, and it's that, I think that's a good number. Yeah, I think that's but right. I think the main, I think one of the main reasons is like you touched on before is just uh, a lot of the state league teams they invest so much money into the players by paying for their flights, setting them up with a host family, setting them up with a job, and when these players come over and all this money is invested up into them, the team, the state league teams, they don't want to lose them to the ABL. So a lot of the state league teams, like you said. Uh, they put that in the contract before the player comes over that they're not going to be eligible for the ABL because the state league team wants them to help them win the championship. Yeah. Where I think a, a lot of them are that are, they realize like if they do permit them to go up to the ABL, then that can attract a higher level player. So it is kind yeah. of, there, there are clubs that approach it that way where they're like, okay, well, we'll work it into your agreement where when there's no conflicts, you can play with them. Or some of them go as far as saying, if you get the call up, go ahead and finish off the whole season if they'll keep you. But then you need to return to us because I know the ABL stops about a month short of the state league seasons. So they can still reap the benefits for that last month and maybe that first month. Um, and yes. the last month, obviously, in the playoffs when it counts the most. I guess the risk is after the ABL, are these guys just going to go home or are they going to you know, be loyal and stick that out? Um, so that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to, and I know that's why a lot of clubs don't like to go into these agreements as well. Yeah, I've heard of a few clubs to kind of prevent that from happening. They might have the player pay for the flight up front, and then they'll pay them, uh, they'll reimburse them for the flight, their flight at the end of the season after they yeah. come back and finish up the season with the state team. Yeah, and those are typically, but, I think, like the the better clubs within a state league because they know they're going to qualify for the playoffs even without these imports sometimes uh, or probably all the time and then bring them in for the end when it's going to be a dogfight. And and then, of course, there's a lot of the local ABL players, like the Aussie ABL players, the top Aussie players, 
but also come back to their, their club teams that they originated from. And so the level of play just, I think, dramatically increases at the end of the ABL season uh, within the state leagues. Um, so I think that's an approach, like you said, if you if you offer to pay your flight, that's another way too, is you can, you know, you could always say like, I'm willing to pay my flight if I can get in with a club that permits me to go up to the ABL should the, the opportunity arise. It really just comes down to communication because, I mean, the players need to communicate with the teams that their main goal is playing in the ABL, which I know a lot of players, that is their main goal. Yeah. Because... I get inquiries all the time of players saying, hey, I want to play in the ABL this year, but a lot of times it's not realistic that an ABL team is going to sign them straight up. Yeah. So those players need to go play state league first, do their dues, and yeah. prove those before they get that chance. Yeah, like, like Mikey Reynolds, for, for example, signed up for our website, and he, you know, he played some affiliated ball, and then uh, most recently in 2000. 18 he was in the can-am league and he was an all-star there and they yeah he, i remember like he ended up signing with the adelaide bite but he was kind of their backup option you know so it, you know you really need to be currently playing pro ball and have had and having success uh had a top indy four or affiliated ball at any level pretty much affiliated ball if if you if you are having success currently um or have a big name that you know, made it to the MLB, like Josh Colmenter, who is a free agent looking for a place to play. Um, that tends to be the, that seems to be the kind of the trend right now, is they're looking for these big names because it's also the marketing side of things. So that's, I mean, since the ABL is getting so big and it's getting so popular and it's growing so much, it's a little bit harder. And like a lot of players need to realize that they're going up against these big names and going up against guys that have played in their games before. Yeah. I mean, I know Jeremy Guthrie played down there. Uh, yeah, Josh Colmenter played down there. Uh, who else? Kiff Nielsen. There's been quite a few major league players that have gotten some time down there in the past few years. Yeah. Yeah, and, but also the cool thing uh, on the positive side is, uh, and you'll hear the commenters saying it like during an ABL live stream, you'll hear them say, how unique the league is where you'll just have this range of people and different backgrounds from different countries playing in the league. Like you'll have the local Australian players, you know, where is their, they're in their first year of the Australian baseball league and they're 18, 19 years old. And, uh, but they're, you know, the top talent at that age in Australia. And then you'll have some guys, some, some import players, uh, out of the state league that played college baseball or maybe a little bit of pro baseball. And then you'll have an ex-MLB or you'll have a whole bunch of different, you know, backgrounds within the ABL. So that's the cool yeah, thing is... The ABL partnered up with uh, the, a lot of the professional leagues in Asia. They're bringing over professional Japanese guys. I mean, they have that team from Korea. They just expanded got a new team in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. I heard next year there's talks. I'm not sure if it's confirmed yet but they're thinking about bringing in another team from either japan and taiwan taiwan yeah that's it's exciting to oh, see yeah. the game grow so much and you look at the sponsorships that are coming in too now like just the yeah. Brisbane bandits alone are, are are doing a great job they're probably the leader there as far as bringing in, in sponsorships um um, but I mean, it's and the live streams improving consistently. Everything's improving consistently, so it's it's become the place to go during the winter. So that's the other thing is, it's not too late 
to work your way in through a state league. I think there's always going to be that opportunity to work your way in through a state league, but probably more so now than ever uh, in, in the future anyway. So now's the time to to get signed in the state league club, prove yourself, work your way in. What are some of the stories that, that come or some of the names that come to your mind that did work their way in through a state league club, found success in the ABL, and then signed a pro contract after? Well, obviously – Max McNabb, because I played with him in Sydney. Uh, we played on the Carver Orioles together. Uh, actually, it was in our contract because the team, uh, the Carver Orioles, they set us up perfect setup, and uh, we both were interested in playing in the ABL, but it wasn't in the cards for us because of the situation, which I completely understand. But then um, the following season, Max ended up going to uh, Adelaide, and. Club did well, got called up to the Adelaide Bike, and then he makes the All Star team and does really well. And then goes ahead and plays back in check, and then gets drafted out of that. Uh, that's yeah, that's a story. That but that's where he, that's kind of where he made a name for himself right there. Was in 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 Australia in the ABL. I know we went to check briefly, but I think he had already turned some heads, and then he then uh, the Orioles came and. and grabbed him out, out of the Czech League there. I like the Lewis Cohen story as well. Uh, he, yeah. he didn't end up signing an affiliated contract, but same deal. He was playing in Canberra in the State League and was absolutely shoving there. And then they called him up to the, the Cavalry, and, and then uh, he became their number one starter in his follow-up year. Uh, they brought him back. He got some time with the Cavalry. Then they brought him back again. Then he did really well. Um, and then he ended up signing... I believe in the uh, Atlantic League. I think it was Atlantic League, and then he ended up yeah. in the Frontier League um, as well. And you know, now he's back in Europe in the summer. But you know, he had a couple of years there, got to test himself. Um, but it was a pretty cool story, in right? Because he came out of college, didn't you know, didn't play any pro ball at all, and that was kind of his his stepping stone. And then we have the ultimate story. Um, I like this one. We need to talk about this since we're talking about guys that are, you know, work their way up overseas. Um, what's his name again? <laughs> Ryan Bollinger. Ryan Bollinger. Oh, yeah, of course. Where that originated in Germany, but the exposure was in the Australian Baseball League after Germany. Um, but he, well, I think he was actually. I think he was actually talking to the Yankees when he was in Germany still, because oh, wow. he put up some crazy numbers in Germany, and then he got that opportunity to play with the Bandits. Yeah, and then he got signed out of that. Ends up going to spring training. Does really well. Goes to Double A, Triple A, and then goes from Germany in 2017 to the big league club New York Yankees in 2018. Yeah, yeah. He never got an inning, unfortunately, in the MLB. No. He never even got a partial inning, but he was in the he bullpen. Got called up twice. Yeah, he got called up twice. I, I saw on his Facebook or Instagram, can't remember. Uh, he he pulled out his camera from the bullpen and took a picture of the field or something like that. So, so <laughs> you know, like he was there. He's that close, you know. Um, so it is possible. And then there's others, you know, other pro guys like uh, Eric Sicula. Sorry, Eric, yeah. I said your last name wrong. I always say it in my head that way, so that's your last name to me. Um, he he made it up to the, in the, within the Blue Jays organization to Double A. Uh, I think he, he saw a little time in Triple A, 
Uh, and then around the age of 27, uh, he was released. And then he ended up, long story short, he ended up working for about six months um, in real estate, I believe. And then he kind of just, you know, like any ball player, he's just like, you know what, I, got, I, just, I just have so much left to give to the game. I'm still young. And he made a comeback, went to Australia, signed in the State League in South Australia. Absolutely loved it, just the camaraderie aspect of it. Um, and it kind of just, he, you know, there's a podcast interview with him, um, which we'll put in the show notes for this one. But basically, he, he just, he just, uh, it just was a refresher for him. Um, and then he used that to kind of revitalize his pro career. Uh, so then he ended up going to the Can-Am league doing really well there. Uh, he's gone on now to go play in Mexico. He's played Venezuela. Um, now he's back in the Can-Am league. He played in Colombia. So it was kind of like the end of his career and then boom, state league Australia revitalized him. He didn't get the call up to the ABL while there because he I don't think he had the right agreement with his club there, but it was kind of like, uh, you know, re-energizing for him. And I hear that time and time again, these guys that kind of get a little burnt out with all the politics and, and, you know, baseball becoming a job and all that. Uh, and then they go overseas and it's kind of like, it's just uh, where there's all these guys that are working nine to five and playing for the love of the game. And, and you know, I think it kind of brings them back to what it's all about and what it really is all about. So, um, yeah, I think people kind of underestimate the the level in the state leagues because I mean you go to the state leagues and people think that because it's not the pro level, it's not the ABL that they think it's just going to be like some men's league. But there's some good competition in there. I mean, you have ex affiliated guys who have played there before, and like the ABL guys who play for their ABL clubs, they come back and play with their state league clubs. Yeah, and. You see the whole experience of getting to live. I mean, I love Australia. That's one of my favorite places that I've played before. Yeah. And playing state leagues, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade that for the world. I played in Sydney and in Melbourne. Didn't get a chance to play with the ABL, at least not yet, just because of situations. But it's it's a good experience. Yeah, yeah. I hear time and time again, people just love it, like life changing. Some of them never come home. <laughs> you know, like Heath Gray. Or uh, Frank Velacha, those guys both live in Sydney, played together, signed at the same club, and both ended up meeting somebody there, and boom, never come home again. So, I mean, yeah, like... Ramilo, he's down in Melbourne. He's living down in Geelong. Yeah. Long-term. Yeah. So it's, so it's you know, of course there's the, the odd duck that just doesn't like it. Oh, I have to work. Or, oh, we only play two games a week, state league. All right, I get it. If your goals are, you know, I want to go play, I want to get an affiliated contract, and you kind of end up spinning your tires in a state league, I get it. But while you're there, it's the it's the off season. Why not work on your game? Why not enjoy the culture and enjoy the people? You know, so I think most people approach it with that concept and that frame of mind. You get the odd person where it's not right for them, and that's what this uh, this little conversation is all about. We're we're working on twenty minutes now. I want to keep these informative episodes or these episodes you and me you know just chat back and forth to about 20 minutes let's uh let's wrap it up with a closing comment from jimmy jensen (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean if you're looking to if you're looking to extend your career and play a little bit and see part of the world i would strongly recommend playing overseas i mean 
especially if you're playing somewhere for the summer, if you want to play any ball in the summer, if you don't want to play in Europe, at least not at this point in your career. I mean, Australia is a great opportunity to travel the world, uh, get to visit an amazing part of the world. Australia is unlike anywhere else. And it's a great culture. Uh, you get an extra summer out of it. It's, it's a great opportunity. Definitely would recommend it to anyone. Yeah. And anyone at any stage in their career, really. For sure. Yeah. If you, Whether you're just out of college looking to yeah. extend your career or if you're winding down and want to kind of relax and get to travel a bit. Uh, I think it goes goes to show that it is Australia is a place a growing market where just about anybody can go and find find something to progress their career or prolong their career. So awesome, buddy! Thanks. Yep. Till next time. Hey, that wraps up this episode. If you want to catch future podcast episodes, you can do so probably best on our Facebook page at Baseball Jobs Overseas. You could also go directly to the website and to the blog section, baseballjobsoverseas.com forward slash blog. Also, we have uh, a YouTube channel. Uh, you can find us under the handle International Baseball Community. Until next time, take care, everybody, and may the baseball gods be with you.